Lord, I want to be a servant in your hands this morning. I want to be your mouthpiece. Help me to say only those things that you would have me to say. And Lord, I pray that you would bind the powers of the evil one this morning. And Lord, I ask that your presence would be felt here this morning. Thank you for your presence already felt as we continue to worship. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Greetings in Jesus' name from Blandon this morning. It's a privilege to come to Myerstown and to share the message. And uh, as you think of Blandon this morning, you can pray for the church at Blandon that the Lord would pour out a blessing upon those coming. We have uh, a wide variety of, of persons in attendance right now, um, some from the community, and uh, it's amazing where, where uh, different individuals come from, and there's a lot of discipleship needed at Blandon right now, so you can remember to pray for us that we would be able to speak truth into uh, the lives of those individuals, and that we would also be able to challenge our uh, regular attenders to um, a further walk with the Lord. I would like to share a message with you this morning, and uh, I believe the Lord has laid this upon my heart, and I've never preached this message anywhere else before, so I'm hoping the Lord will take my efforts and bless it, and it's a message on the family. And as I was thinking about this, and, and it's kind of, I'll confess it may be a subject that I've avoided over the years uh, in thinking that at some place, at some point in my life, we'll have it perfected. That is our family. <laughs> but the more I realized that if I wait till we get it perfected to preach on something like this, it might never happen. Because as you know as well as I know, and I see a lot of families here this morning, a lot of young families, and we were there too. I see a lot of older families as well. And uh, as you, you know as well as I know, that uh, family life is a journey. It's a continuation. And it's not something I feel that we ever get completely perfected. Uh, but by God's grace, we can... Um, be a witness and a testimony uh, for him. So if you want a title for the message this morning, it's simply family. What is God's expectation? As parents, you may have expectations and you, you may meet those expectations as a family. And I think that's good. It's good for families um, to have goals, set goals and to uh, be able to meet those goals and to uh, ultimately uh, raise up godly children. Um, but the reality of it is that um, not all families are, are successful. And as you experience family life, is it all you expected? Uh, sometimes there's disappointment comes 
uh, because things didn't come out the way you thought they might. You put a lot of effort into family life and yet um, things didn't come out the way uh, you thought they may come out. But what is God's expectation? Uh, we have our own thoughts, we have our own ideals that we bring into the picture, but what is God's expectation? What does God want to see our, our families uh, represent in everyday life? And we all come from, from different backgrounds and various walks of life, and we, all, we, real, we realize that, that families are, are uh, each one is unique and, and uh, different, and uh, some people are very proud of their heritage. Others have no one to turn to, and that is, is very common in, in, in a society that we live. I do service work, um, heating and air conditioning and so forth, plumbing. And sometimes I'll get into a home where it's just uh, an older single lady, an older single man, and, and we have to talk about what needs to be done and, and how to do it. And sometimes I'll say, um, you want to involve someone else in this decision? Uh, maybe we're spending a couple thousand dollars to replace something in the house and, and uh, maybe you want to talk to one of your children or maybe you want to talk to your, your daughter or your, your son about this before you, know, you go ahead. Well, you know, that wasn't an option for them. You know, they didn't have no one to talk to. They didn't have no one to go to to uh, confirm their, their uh, decision. And you know, it's kind of different. Uh, it's not the normal. Like a lot of times in in our in our setting in our families, um, we have someone to go to, we have someone to help us through, and we also have our church families as well to help us make decisions. But it's not uncommon these days to find an older single person there living by themselves at their house, and and you know this is where they've been and. A life's partner has passed on and there's been turmoil in the family because of different things that have happened. And so the communication has broke down and this individual is left to make decisions by themselves. Sometimes family relationships can be very distant. Um, David recognized in Psalm 16 and verse 6 that his lines had fallen in pleasant places and when he's referring to his godly heritage. And if your lines this morning have fallen in pleasant places, remember to thank the Lord for his blessing in your life. Don't simply take it, take it for granted. Remember to thank the Lord for his goodness to you because that's not the case for uh, a lot of individuals today in our society. Um, their lines have not fallen in, in pleasant places. And as we, as we think about this in, in society today, um, you soon learn that there's lots of needs when it comes to family life. Uh, families are not communicating due to misunderstandings, anger, unfair treatment, bitterness, blame, 
uh, you name it. Some of the smallest things can offset a, a situation for the worse when uh, just a simple reconciliation would make life a whole lot easier. Um, yet, some of these families, although they have these differences, they somehow uh, do work together. And um, it's because they're forced to, they have to, um, not out of their, their first choice. Uh, so I think the realities of family life apply to all. Um, our church families also have a big, a big job to, to do in exemplifying godly homes to the world around us. And I just would like to say this morning that um, <clears throat> when, I, when I use the term church families, I, I think the families that represent the church of Jesus Christ, the, the families that worship together, um, we have a corporate effort uh, a duty to to have a corporate effort to uh, help meet the needs in our communities uh, through uh, representing what family life should be about and how and how uh, a family should function and that's a tough job it, it it really is but yet it's a job that if mom and dad are taking responsibility taking their responsibility. In the home, uh, it's a job that, that flows very well and it's noticed by society. Uh, how many times have you been out as a family somewhere and uh, maybe you've gone out for a bite to eat or, or you've gone somewhere at an event and, and you're, you're enjoying family life together and someone walks up to you and says, you have a beautiful family. Have you, have you had that happen to you? We have already at different times and I'm sure you have too. And what was it that they saw in that family, in the family uh, life? Uh, what did they see? What was what was attractive to them? Was it was it because we were we were interacting in a way that um, was appealing or attractive, or was it because they saw mom and dad and the children? Is that is that what drew them? Uh, what was it that uh, they were they were attracted to? And sometimes when I'm out and about, or we're away together somewhere, I'll, I'll I look for for families. Um, just the other evening, I watched a family play miniature golf, and uh, I thought, you know, here's a family that is communicating. They're having a good time. Everyone was happy. Mom and dad were there. Obviously, mom and dad were there. And the situation was, was right. I don't know if these people were Christians or not. I have no idea. But that, that core was there, and it was functioning, and it, it, was, it was something that was, was appealing. And I thought, you know, there's a family. Uh, if, we, if we date, if we go back in time, um, that scene was not a, a, an uncommon an uncommon situation. Uh, there were more mom and dad families out and about and enjoying family life together. And today, in our society, it's different. It's, we've we've uh, uh, come to the place where there's a lot of different 
uh, family structures. And as you think about that, and you think about our responsibility as godly families, what is our uh, opportunity? What is our witness to those people who are, who are watching our families? And I'd like to look at three areas this morning just for a short uh, time here. Uh, the first area is uh, family structure, and then we see uh, family relationships, and then thirdly, uh, family functionalities. And as we think about our, our families and we think about family structure, uh, usually we would think about husband and wife and children, or we would think about mother and father and children. And if you go to uh, the book of Ephesians, let's just turn there for a little bit. I don't have a lot of scripture here this morning, uh, but I do want to, I do want to recognize that um, biblical principles applied to our family life and how we relate to each other is key. And when I when I when I when I say biblical principles. Uh, I would reflect to Matthew, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew 5 through 7, whatever that may be, there. And those, we don't have time to go into all of it this morning, but those principles that are taught through there uh, are guidelines for us in our families as well as other biblical principles that are taught across this pulpit uh, as well. So Ephesians chapter, Ephesians chapter 5 and, and verse uh, 25 uh, acknowledges the husband and wife situation. Uh, chapter 5 verse 25, husbands love your wives even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Now I realize that that's that's maybe talking about uh, the church here, but uh, it's foundational for us, recognizing the family structure as mother and father or as husband and wife. And it also, uh, it also speaks that the husband and wife is uh, a unit that is bringing honor and glory to the Lord. And as they're working together, they bring honor and glory to the Lord. It's a team effort. Uh, then goes over to chapter 6 and verse 1. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment of promise, that it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long on the earth. Then it has some instructions for, let's read verse 4 yet. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Admonition of the Lord. Um, so we see the family structure as husband and wife and children here uh, mentioned in scripture and it's a basis for how we look at family life today but our society has a uh, many different family structures as we look at uh, how things are are uh, in our in our communities we have a single parent family uh, we have an extended family. Uh, there's childless families. There's step families. 
or blended families. And also there's a grandparent family. So it's, we have a lot of different family structures in our society today. And as we as a church, we have an opportunity to relate to uh, each one of those, those family structures. And each one of these family structures are a reality in the society that we live in. It, it may not be the preferred family structure, but nevertheless, it is a family structure that, that uh, has needs. And those needs are, are um, evident by lifestyles, and they're also uh, a challenge for us as the body of Christ to help meet those needs as well. When you think about a single parent family, um, thinking about a single parent raising uh, children on their own by themselves, it may include a single mother with their children, a single dad with his children, or a single person with their children. Um, single parent families are the biggest change society has seen in terms of changes in the family structure, and I think you could agree with that. We've seen that, that happen. Um, and the reason for that happening is uh, statistics, statistics would tell us that over, over, I think it's over 50% of our marriages fail in, in, our, in our communities. And that, that's alarming. And, and when, you, when you think about that happening, yes, we, we do have ourselves uh, dealing with single parent uh, family structures. And it's a reality. And how do we relate to that? Uh, are we willing to help those individuals through those situations? I think as the body of Christ, we would want to reach out and we would want to share the love of Jesus with them. We don't hold them at arm's length and say, well, it's your problem. Um, I don't think Jesus would want us to do that. I think he would want, want us to reach out and love and to be able to provide them with an option for the security that they're looking for. And you think about uh, you know, a single family parent. Um, wow, that would be a tough job. Uh, and, and, and very, uh, uh, very, uh, uh, very much of a struggle. And I think it's our duty as, as the body of Christ to reach out to those families. Um, one in four children are born to a single mother. And you think about that, the, the effects of, of uh, the marriage um, coming apart uh, leaves us with a lot of children that are insecure, a lot of children that are looking for uh, love and acceptance and enter the body of Christ, enter church life and godly families, being able to reach out to those families and provide some of that love and security to those, those children. Oftentimes, the limits of income 
limits opportunities in those families as well. And thus it leads to um, uh, maybe uh, uneducated, uneducated children, children that are, that are unable, to, unable to experience the fullness that um, they would normally experience had there been mom and dad in the family uh, continuous. When you think about that, it, it kind of it, it kind of puts a, a life. We talked about in our Sunday school lesson this morning. We talked about uh, the selfishness and the pride. And I think for husband and wife to say we're no longer compatible, uh, there's a lot of selfishness and pride in each of the individuals' lives. And look at the result of that, the children of the family bear the effects of an individual's selfishness and pride. And, and to me, that's, that is, is something that is, that is hard because a child needs that security in life and needs that acceptance in life to be um, uh, strong and to grow and to develop mentally in, a, in, their, in their capacities. So when you see the single parent family and relating to them, um, have compassion, have compassion on them. Um, the next family group is the extended family and or a blended family. And this we see uh, in our society as well today uh, where um, mom and dad may be separated uh, and there's multiple other adults living in the same home. Um, it could be a family of relatives living together. That's very common today uh, in, in uh, some of our cities. Affordable housing is sometimes housing is sometimes unaffordable and so multiple families uh, extended families move in in order to bear the financial burdens. Um, that is something that is also common all over the world. It doesn't matter, not just here in Reading or Lebanon or, or Lancaster, <clears throat> some of the local cities here, uh, but it's an extended family structure. And so how does this work? How do we relate to that? What, what, are, what is God's expectation for uh, family life there in, in that situation. Uh, certainly the need is great again because if there's not communication happening, happening and if there's not an understanding, it's total chaos. I, I can remember uh, pulling up to one place <clears throat> with the service van and that heating trouble and had to find out first who was in charge and it was, no, not him, it was not him. It was some guy upstairs that was sleeping because he worked third shift. And yeah, he was the guy that played, paid the bill. And so I had to talk to him to see what needed to be done. You know, so you can see that the extended family structure has its, uh, has its uh, downside as well. It can also have its good side too, 
Um, some families are, are good, are better at communicating and working together than other families are. And that's, that's, that goes, that goes uh, as along with you know, some of our families uh, in our church settings. Some families are better at communicating with each other than others, other families are not. Well, what does God expect from the family? We also have uh, a step family as well, uh, where um, there's a, uh, two separate families merging into a, un a new unit. It consists of a new husband or a new wife and children from previous marriages and relationships. Uh, there again is a challenge um, and, and that and we, we see that some, some today in our circles. Uh, and it, that's a good thing. Um, and, but it does, it does give for its challenges. And also the uh, last family structure we see as the grandparent family. And this is, this is a, a fairly common in the society we live in today. Again, too, almost as common as the single parent family where mom and dad just simply zone out and the grandparents have the children. Wow. Um, it's, very, it's very common. How do we as a body of Christ or as, as a, a witness for Christ uh, relate to this family structure? Many grandparents need to go back to work or find additional sources of income to help raise their grandchildren. Is that what God expected from family life? Is that what God expects from family life? I'll let you work on that one a little bit. I, I, uh, I see that sometimes in, in the situations I get into different times. Um, the grandparents have the children. Their son may be coming and going. He's living in the basement, but he's coming and going and they're not really sure if he'll be there uh, that night or not to make sure his responsibility has proper care so the grandparents are there taking care of the child or, or uh, yeah, the child. What does God expect? What are we looking for in family life? Going back to... Uh, Ephesians it talks a little bit about um, children obeying their parents and the Lord. And there's also uh, father respecting your children in verse 4 as well. And I think as our families develop and as we, as we do family life together, I think it's, it's important that we understand our roles and, and our, our family relationships Point number two this morning is family relationships, uh, talking about how we interact with each other as families. And I think sometimes we can learn a lesson from this in our, our church families or our, our families within our churches. Uh, sometimes we have a tendency to, um, I've seen this happen over the years, we have a tendency to mistreat family uh, in a way that we would never think of, of 
of mistreating a stranger or someone that is our neighbor or whomever. We would never think of treating them that way, but we find ourselves mistreating a family me a member. What's the cause of that? What, what, is, what is the root problem about that? I, you, you, you think about that. I'm not sure I have, have the answer. And I think, it, <clears throat> I think some of the, part of the answer is this. Um, we as parents have the responsibility to, to, teach, to teach our children love and respect one for another. And I think a lot of this uh, family relationships, uh, there's a huge um, responsibility placed on us as parents, and I include myself in this as well. Um, we are, our family is in a transitioning stage right now. We're, we're going from what we knew as a normal family with children at home to uh, a normal family with children in various areas. Amanda's in Ontario, Mariana's in Lock Haven, and Lynette is at home, uh, but three children married now, so we, we're, we're seeing some different aspects of family life that we, we uh, haven't seen before, and, and how do we react to it? it it's nice when we're all to, I, <laughs> there was a notice that we, we sat down together with the remainder of those who are at home yet for a meal. And the comment was made, whoa, we're all here. And uh, yeah, it was like different times. Uh, Nathan is gone, Valerie is gone, and, and it's just uh, Annette and Anita and Sophia with us and his four and like, whoa, how did we get here? We were just a family of, of, uh, with seven children not too long ago. But it's good to see uh, the, the growth there and the, the various, uh, it's good to see my daughters starting their own families and honoring the Lord in the areas where, where the Lord has, has called them. Um, so parents have a, have a big responsibility to teach your children love and respect for each other. And that goes a long way in our family relationships and I think over the years, I haven't always got this right. And I'll, I, I'll confess to you this morning that uh, our relationships as husband and wife is, is something that we always need to work on. And I, I would like to pass that challenge on to you folks this morning. Uh, make time for your relationship with your wife, guys, men. That's very, very important in your children's lives, not just your own lives, but also in your children's lives and helping them to feel secure uh, in the family. If dad and mom's relationship is not going smoothly, love and respect is not being shown, uh, then we can expect different other relationship issues at different levels of the family as well. And that's, that's very true. Uh, if you look at the story of Isaac and, Re and Rebecca and uh, children Jacob and Esau uh, being twins, and you can see that mom and dad weren't always on the same page there in that story. And you can look uh, as to how uh, things went there. And it's in one example. There's many other examples as well. So in our family relationships, again, 
We need to apply those biblical principles that we're taught on a daily basis through Sunday school, through messages across the pulpit, through podcasts, through whatever, you name it. Uh, there's a lot of teaching available uh, for this. And I think it's important for us to glean truths from it. So what is, what is number three, what is family functionality like? Um, how does a family function? Uh, you, you, can, you can watch different families and, and you can say, shake your head and, and walk away. And, and the next family you watch and you think, wow. You know, and, but how does, it, how does a family uh, function normally? What, what is expected? What does God expect? How does God expect a family to, to function in everyday life? Um, I think it's interesting. There is a lot of uh, book, books written and articles about family life. People are searching for answers. Um, people are, are willing to listen if you have some advice to give them most times in regards to family life because it's such a, it's such a, a strong, powerful unit that people are wanting to, to duplicate in, in marriages today. And it's, it's not working. And they're searching for answers. They're searching for reasons why. Enter our churches and our godly families. What can we do to help them uh, get the advice that they need? We have a job to do. We have, we have a... a uh, uh, a witness to leave, and what are we doing? Um, the last thing we would want to do is to leave a bad witness. Um, if you find yourself in a family setting somewhere, in a public area uh, where people are watching, we need to be careful. You need to be very careful. You certainly wouldn't want to misrepresent the biblical principles that we've taught, that we've been taught over the years by our actions and the things that we say. And wow, I'm, I'm reminded about that sometimes. But I also would remind you that when we're in our homes, in our family settings at homes, the same applies to us there. Uh, we need to develop uh, respect and love there and then that will follow us into the public places that we go um, you ever go into Walmart or or a department store or something and six aisles over there's there's a total chaos I mean it's just it's just total you can tell that someone's not happy and so you maybe I don't know maybe you just go the other direction sometimes I like to wander over a few aisles and see what see what's actually taking place. If I could learn anything, I mean, there was one poor young fellow sitting in a cart, and he uh, he was just having a bad day. And I I guess it was his mother. He was just she was just walking down the aisle, totally ignoring the poor guy. I mean, he he just I don't know if this happens a lot or what, but I was like. Man, I was like, well, all I could do to just you know, walk up to the guy and say, hey, is there something I could do to help? You know, not, maybe he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have took it from me, but I, 
those types of situations, I want to jump in and solve it, don't you? Sometimes, I guess that's my personality a little bit, but I have to step back sometimes and see what lessons can I learn? Um, what, what lessons can I learn and, and how am I able to, to uh, help others overcome situations like that? So what does it look like for a family to function together? We work together, we play together, we worship together, we share common interests, we eat together, we talk together. And as I was, as I was doing research for this, two of, the, two of the things kept coming up. And these were, these were secular uh, sites, they weren't Christian sites that, that uh, most of my information came from secular sites uh, off, of, off of the internet. And I, I found it amazing. It, it's, it's a pattern like we would use but yet, the biblical principles are missing. So we add the biblical principles to it that we've known from little on up, and we continue in what we have learned. Uh, there is success there. And one of the things that, that was mentioned was strongly suggested that at least one meal a day a family has together where everyone's there. And that, that mealtime is, is very important to the development of, of children and um, the communication between the family unit. And, and yeah, that's a good idea. I, I think that's, that's great. I mean, we don't always, we don't always make that in our house, uh, but those times are very meaningful when everyone is there together and we can communicate and we can enjoy each other and find out what, what things are going, how things are going, and, and what events have taken place. Um, another, another way that may be more common is family chats now. Uh, we have our smartphones and we have family chats set up and you wanna share something with the family, you just plop it on there and see what happens, you know. And sometimes it, it goes pretty good and, and it's, a way, it's a way of communicating. Uh, but it's important that we do that, that we stay in touch with the, each other. Our families function differently. Each one of our families have uniqueness and they fulfill different aspects in life in general. And I would challenge you as young families and as older families and as grandparents this morning, find your niche, uh, find what the Lord wants you to do and, and obey that in prayer and then act on it and plug in and, and uh, help maintaining a healthy family. There's, some, there's also some uh, uh, checklists available for maintaining a healthy family. Uh, and here again, that you may have something different uh, that you you do in your in your family, and that's good. Uh, here's some questions that uh, uh, we can we can uh, ask ourselves sometimes as individuals. In order to provide a supportive, emotionally healthy family environment, you need to devote some thought and energy to the following questions. Do you te do you? This is this is like more towards parents now. Do you treat each child as an individual? Does your family have regular routines? Is your family an active participant in your extended family and community? Are you accept, 
are your expectations of yourself and other family members realistic? And again, I would add, what does God expect from our families? What does God expect family to be like? Um, do we really know? Have we really searched that out in our lives? Does the time you spend with your family members contribute to good relationships among you? As a parent, singly or as a couple, are you taking care of your own needs as well? Um, because as if, I just add this, if mom and dad are stressed, how does that work in the family situation? Not so good usually. The children kind of bear the brunt of the stress sometimes. And mom and dad, sometimes if you're feeling stressed, you need to, you need to go take a walk and uh, work that stress out somewhere else, um, not, not uh, on your children. I think sometimes when my dad was stressed, he, he, uh, there was a lot of work to be done. And sometimes he, when he was stressed, he found a lot of work for me to do. And my brothers and my sisters, that was a way of dad relieving some of his stress, maybe. But I would suggest that's not necessarily a good idea, although I did learn valuable lessons through hard work. I will say that. Um, do you take more on social responsibility for your own life and I think that's that's another one too um, are we living the way that God would have us to live uh, in our own lives because if we are expecting a different uh, uh, a different set of, of rules for our children and we're not real ready as parents to live for them live by them ourselves you think the children are going to feel like doing it? Most, most, most likely they will do it out of obedience, but they're not doing it from the heart because they can see by mom and dad's example that um, it may not be important. We want, to, we want our, our families to, to learn to love the Lord because they, they want to, not because they have to. I think that's very important for our families. So we see lots of different structures in our society today. What is our response to those structures? Uh, are we willing to help out where needed? Uh, sense the Spirit's leading in your life. We have a, we have a single, single young uh, middle-aged guy come into church right now. And uh, yeah, he's a single dad. He has two children. But he's, he's still learning how to relate to his two children, two boys, because he had spent some time um, incarcerated. And so in talking with him, um, it's a journey. It's, it's not something he can jump into right, right away and resume where he was. Um, he has to build their trust again and so forth. Um, so you can remember to pray for Dennis um, if you think about that. I can see right now I have too many papers.
So how do we pull this to a, to a conclusion this morning? I, f I feel like maybe I've been lecturing more than preaching or whatever. Um, so how do, we, how do we draw this all together? I mean, I, I'm, I'm still processing a lot of this information myself. And so how do, how do we pull it all together? How do, what, do we, what do we do with it all? Um, in light of society and in light of what God expects for family life. Um, how do we do it? What do we do? Um, and I'm sure I have the answer to that. I'm not sure I have the answer to those questions. But I would encourage you as, as young families to seek the Lord, establish a routine in your family life, spend time together, and realize that that is, as I, the older I get, the more I realize that that, that is of invaluable, that, that spending, spending time together. And I'll tell you this little story. Uh, last night I, I had a dream and I, and I woke up with a start and a guy had me in a headlock and he had a blade on my throat. And I just, I was like, what do we do? I, just, I, I remember, I remember just kind of looking, and, and I never saw the guy. I never, he, I was approached from behind, and and never saw it coming. Never saw the guy. And I remember saying to him, "Relax. What's the problem?" You know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was in my mind, in my dream. I was like, "How am I going to get out of this?" And I, I, I did very vividly remember the, the, the steel going against my neck. And I said to him, if you, he said he wanted money. And I said, okay, no problem. I'll get you whatever you want. I, this is no problem at all. I said, I don't carry a lot of cash, but I'll, I'll go to an ATM. I'll get you whatever you want. And I woke up. Just like that, I woke up. And I was laying there thinking about it, and yeah, I'm all right. Uh, whew. I just, I was still, still thinking about it. And you know, I want to speak to the dads here just for a minute. Dads, sometimes your way of solving the problem is just, just give it a little more money. Just, just. Put a little more money to the situation and the problem will go away, right? Sometimes that's our thought process, correct? In family life, the new kayaks, the new four-wheeler, the new bikes, the new trampoline, the new playset, we could go on and on. All those things might be valuable and good, but the most valuable thing you can give to your family as dads, as fathers here today, is your time with your children and with your family. And I, I, was, I, was, I was convicted that my first answer to that man that had me in a headlock was money. I was convicted about that. 
as a dad growing up, at times I spent a lot of effort into making sure we had what we needed when really what my family needed was me. It was me. It was my time. So I challenge you, fathers, here today, in thinking about our various family structures that we have in our society today. What does God expect? And what are your expectations of family life? Are we willing to give it all we've got? Are we willing to give of our time and things that really matter in life? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing upon us. And Lord, we realize the subject is heavy this morning, Father. There are lots of needs around us. Lord, help us to be able to uh, meet those needs according to your Spirit's leading in our lives. And Lord, may you help us to be wise in the things that we say and the things that we do. And Father, help our relationships with each other and also with you would be one of, of truth and one of transparency. Thank you for each one here this morning. May your blessing be upon us as we go throughout the day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand for a closing song, and then following the closing song, consider yourselves dismissed.